welcome to the podcast for ballerinas, adult ballerinas, parents of ballerinas, and everyone in between. I'm your host, Georgia Canning, also known as the Balanced Ballerina, and it's my mission to break down the elitist barriers often associated with ballet. Through my own studios and ballet-related businesses, I'm all about providing space and content for people from all walks of life to experience and enjoy the many benefits of ballet. Each month, I'll bring you industry leaders and thought-provoking guests who will hopefully inspire you to lead a more balanced life, full of grace, with a little grit. Hello, beautiful balanced ballerinas. I know, I know, you don't need another blog post, podcast episode or piece of social media content about COVID-19, but here we are. (laughs) I attended the marvellous Marie Walton Mann's Progressing Ballet Technique workshop yesterday. Um, In fact, I highly suggest listening to episode number 33 of the podcast where Marie and I sit down to chat about her amazing life, love and journey of caring for the dance world um, and beyond. Anyway, I digress. The situation that the world is currently facing just felt really real in that room because Marie was doing a remarkable job sanitizing the space and providing antibacterial wipes for everyone to use. And basically she was really checking that people were comfortable to touch and do partner work. She handled the situation with such grace that it really just inspired me to do the same. So today you're getting a big dose of just try, try and relax and a reminder that this practice will serve you best. Today we talk about turning inward. Today we talk about powering down your devices if they're making you anxious. Today we talk about being sensible and hygienic and today we talk about the importance of humour and to not feel bad about trying to find light amongst the darkness Today we talk about the immune system and why it's important to take your health seriously every day, not just when there's a health crisis. Now, I don't know anything about the coronavirus. Let's put that on the forefront. But I do know that there's always a silver lining and I have some ideas at the end of this episode for you to focus your energy on. One of my favorite content creators, Words of Women on Instagram, posted this beautiful and highly appropriate quote the other day. Everything that slows us down and forces patience, everything that sets us back into the slow circles of nature is a help. Isn't it profound and oh so true at this time in, in our lives? I thought long and hard about today's podcast episode and look, whilst it was always going to be a solo episode, I had a very different topic planned. <laughs> very different. I want to preface this conversation with the fact that I always want this space to be an escape from the craziness of the world. I want it to be a safe haven to nerd out on our love of ballet together. Although it just seems that COVID-19 is at every corner we turn and I'm sorry for contributing to this by releasing the episode, but I promise if you stick with it and you keep listening, you'll understand why I wanted to address the topic and instill a sense of hope silver lining and hopefully calm above all. Before we get started, let's note that people are nervous for their jobs, their health and their sanity. And as a small business owner, I feel you. 
Trust me, I feel you. I'd be lying if I didn't say I've spent countless hours with my mum, who, for those that don't know, is my business partner, talking about contingency plans for our own studio. But we are amongst the privileged, and so I do remind myself daily that we need to exercise non-judgment in the ways people are dealing with the current situation and try find peaceful moments throughout the day. If you're listening to this podcast, I it's pretty safe to say that you are probably amongst the privileged as well. And so we do need to remind ourselves to try and exercise that non-judgment as best as possible. At the time of recording, schools haven't been shut down yet here in Australia, but it is kind of a high likelihood if, and um, yeah, if they do so, I will be sharing lots of content online for my adults and young children who will be missing their ballet dearly. Their little hearts are going to be broken if ballet isn't on. Um, But at classes this week, I've already planned calm flows and exercises that are really designed to induce a sense of peace so that everyone can still escape the craziness of the world we're currently living in. Now, it's really important. It's important for our health and our community, and it's also important for our immunity. So I encourage fellow ballet teachers to do the same. Now, I want to break down my thoughts around five key concepts and points. First of all, and I'm going to sit on this one for a while because it's a bit of a passion of mine. The media can be a panic-inducing, anxiety-ridden beast. Please consume with caution. I usually don't comment on anything political or hyperbolic in the mainstream media. However, you can't argue that the world feels a little off-kilter at the moment. Even for someone like me, who hasn't watched the news in about three to four years. If anyone has been a client of mine for a long period of time, they'll have noticed that four years ago, I actually really upped my game. I truly dived into the deep end and made a lifelong commitment to my practice and love of ballet. I changed my Instagram handle to The Balanced Ballerina and I started working on the first ideas for The Balanced Ballerina's brand and all the retreat concepts. In 2017, I poured my heart and soul into my TEDx talk about the brilliance of ballet and I took a trip to Africa to teach ballet in the slums that really changed the way that I view the world and the power of this beautiful art for the rest of my life. On a smaller scale, when I decided, you know, three to four years ago to stop consuming news, my my business started producing more quality classes as well. I had time to really focus on our dancers, our teachers, our performances and our community vibes more than ever before and I had more time to focus on my own craft, the art of teaching classical ballet. My craft only sharpened and the proof was in the pudding as my clients saw progress, improvement and results and what was the catalyst? What was the difference? And if I'm honest, none of this would have happened if I stayed up to date on US politics the royal family, or the constant revolving door of prime ministers we seem to have here in our Australian government. Look, call me crazy, which friends at dinner parties have done so many times, but to a degree, I don't care about what's going on in the world because I truly believe that my role in this life is to spread positivity and passion through our collective love of ballet and provide the space and resources to do so. There's enough people in the world keeping tabs on what's going on in sport, current affairs, pop culture, 
And I'm so lucky to be surrounded by family and friends who will let me know if there's a crisis to run from or prepare for. And I I do realize how very privileged this position is, but I want everyone to know that my passion about this topic truly comes from compassion. I, in fact, I used to watch my dad pour his coffee black from a plunger and read all the newspapers he could get his hands on. And sometimes we'd even go to the newsagents together and I helped him pick out the papers. And if we were feeling extra fancy, we'd get takeaway coffee for him and a hot chocolate for me. And there's a real elegance to this romanticised breakfast scene, the one filled with keeping abreast of current affairs and the simple pleasures in life like coffee. And um, probably inspired by watching my father, I became obsessed with prominent business people's morning routines. And I mean, aren't we all? Once I read that Anna Wintour, editor of Vogue, you know, she wakes up between 4 and 5.30 a.m. to read both the British and American newspapers so that she starts the day you know, knowing exactly what's happening in the world. And I aspired to be like this. And then slowly over a period of time, I decided I actually didn't need to be that person. My practice and my offering to the world is through the medicine that is movement and more specifically ballet. Does it require me to be proficient in the stock market? Nope. (laughs) Or up to date with celebrity news? Not really. I only care if they got a pair of ballet shoes on. But anyway, it requires me to produce content. It requires me to study and to plan and to prioritize self-care so that I can consistently show up and be the ballet teacher, the human being that my clients and my community deserve. I've taken one sick day in about eight years and I think that going for a walk, meditating over a morning coffee and Doing some exercise instead of consuming multiple news channels might have something to do with it. I take my work really seriously, guys, and teaching, sharing and communicating the benefits of ballet is not a frivolous job. Shout out to all my ballet teachers out there. (laughs) They would know that every week, sometimes even daily, we have clients tell us that we've improved their quality of life and... I mean, personally, I get messages from people on the other side of the world to let me know that the conversations on this podcast have changed their day, their week or their perspective and every now and then their entire life. So that's not something to be taken for granted. And that's why I consume little news with caution in order to produce, you know, quality content. I need all my energy and there's no time for me to be too anxiety ridden. I have a job to do. And so... After that big rant, I urge everyone to think about what their job to do is. Is your consumption of media stopping you from your life's work? Is it stopping you from being rational? Is it stopping you from having the time to do the things you love or be with the people that you love? Trust me when I say if there's something going on in the world that you need to know about, you'll know about it. And then, because you're very smart, you'll deal with it by going straight to a reputable source and act accordingly, which is exactly what I've been doing around all this COVID-19. Now, don't forget how powerful the news can be at turning the whole world on kilter. This is another way to think about it. Think about it like this. When a celebrity dies, maybe Princess Diana, Robin Williams, or more recently Kobe Bryant, It feels like the whole world stops, doesn't it? 
it's a really strange feeling of deep sadness and maybe even confusion in a collectedness kind of form. And in these moments, the world seems to vibrate on a completely different level. And yet, we don't even know these people personally. It activates ancient and primal parts of us that remind us that we're all connected. And this is what's happening right now. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be concerned about the coronavirus, but just remember how powerful that the news can be. My wish is that please do not marinate in the doomsday vibes because that will make you sick. Which leads pretty well into my next point. Don't feel bad for switching off. Now, this is sort of one of the points that made me feel like doing this episode. One of my clients entered the studio on Thursday, last Thursday, and she mentioned that she was feeling just really anxious as a result of the amount of news that she'd been consuming. And she said, gosh, I just can't wait to get onto that bar and switch off for an hour and a half. I am exhausted by all this news. I feel you. I feel you, beautiful ballerinas. And I know the power of the bar. The message that I wanted to deliver today is don't feel bad for switching off. It's really, really important to do so. The news cycle never used to be 24-7. And whilst information is king and very useful, it can also bring mass anxiety and panic. I'm not saying people shouldn't worry. I keep saying that, but I'm, I'm not saying that people shouldn't, you know, be worried and think about what's going on. But, you know, because th- this is a perfectly normal human emotion, but I would like my beautiful community to be smart, be strong, be resilient and choose your news sources wisely and limit your consumption so that you know the facts, not the hype. It's so very simple, but now more than ever, do we need to light a candle, take a breath and practice some movement, whether that's a little yoga or ballet at home or placing your washed hand on the very disinfected bar because the quickest way to quieten the mind is to move the body. Speaking of washed hands and disinfected bars, I don't want anyone to think that I'm ignoring the pandemic the world is currently experiencing. I just think we need to be finding a little bit more balanced amongst all the mayhem. But leading into that, my third point is to be sensible, be hygienic, but most importantly, have a sense of humor. The most balanced piece of content I've seen in the dance community, actually, um, as of late, came from the incredible Min, who is the owner of Cloud and Victory, um, which is an incredible, sustainable dancewear brand that celebrates all dancers whilst getting her gear on some of the most famous dancers in the world. I highly recommend checking it out. She put up this hilarious post about what to do if a dancer is starting to experience, you know, muscle cramps, falling out of turns and forgetting choreography, stating that they may have coronavirus and uh, should be quarantined at wineries, beach resorts and spa retreats. This example is perfect because she then continued a much more serious tone in her caption, reminding studios to follow basic hygiene practices and spare a thought for small businesses that will potentially find these times incredibly tough. The post was brilliant, genius, hilarious. I loved it so much. Now, if you're scrolling Instagram and see the countless jokes about ballet teachers stocking up on wine instead of toilet paper and dancers rehearsing in biohazard suits, 
don't feel bad for sharing or consuming. A little humor goes a long way and it's really important to have a giggle every now and then in these situations. Don't feel like you're taking the situation any less seriously when enjoying these lighthearted moments. In fact, I also recommend visiting David King's Instagram. He's at a ballet education on Instagram and he has done some pretty hilarious illustrations as of late in regards to the dance world and the virus. They're pretty funny. Go check them out for a laugh. Now, getting back to hygiene, though, this is common sense stuff, people. And I think we should be practicing these recommendations every flu season. One of the biggest compliments that I receive on the regular at our studio is how clean it is. My business partner, as mentioned before, aka mum, and I happen to be clean freaks. We were clean before it was cool, guys. <laughs> but I think that any space that deals with children and adults in a confined, sweaty space should always practice good hygiene. There have been times that I've attended other studios um, for workshops and not been able to find soap in the bathroom or kitchen to wash my hands. I mean, come on, people. Yes, I keep a bottle of hand sanitizer handy at all times whilst teaching, but I take the health of myself and my students really seriously. And we've always bulk bought antibacterial hand soap since we first opened in 2013. Like I said, mum and I were clean freaks way before it was cool. <laughs> now, I urge everyone who is a teacher or leader within the industry to wipe down bars after every class with disinfectant at the moment. Vacuum and mop multiple times per week and provide hand wash with all bathrooms and kitchens. Teach your younger students about basic hygiene principles like how long to wash your hands for. I told mine the good old sing happy birthday twice, twice while doing so. Maybe place a hand over your mouth when coughing or sneezing. And uh, use a tissue. Don't touch your face. It's good to remind especially your little ones of all these practices and tell them it's not just now that they should be doing it all the time. And as Min says, don't be racist and for goodness sake, don't panic by toilet paper. Look, personally, my eczema is playing up like crazy. I think it's a combination of worry and all the space cleansing everyone is doing. I mean, my skin does not like harsh chemicals or disinfectants. And for the past week or so, I feel like that's all I've been in contact with. But it's something we all have to do and we should be doing to take care of ourselves and as a result, take care of others. Now, let's go point number four. Point number four, I talk about this all the time. I have guests that come on and talk about this all the time. And now is as important as time as any. And the reason why I always have these discussions, it's the time to evaluate your health, your immune system and your diet. Panic buying brings me to my next point. Instead of panic buying toilet paper, cans of food and highly processed products, how about you stop for a second to think about where your health status is currently at? Are you getting enough vitamins and minerals into your diet? Are you eating all the colors of the rainbow? Are you taking care of yourself on a regular and consistent basis so that when times like this arise, you feel strong and healthy instead of weak and scared? Now, of course, people are born with asthma, lung disease or chronic illness that they have no control over. And that's completely different. I'm not talking about those people. But if you catch the common cold multiple times a year or you experience gastro on a regular basis, 
then maybe it's time to get to the root of the cause and clean up your diet and hygiene practices. Ensure you eat your fruit and vegetables. I've got some questions for you. Are you? Are you eating enough fruit and vegetables? Are you drinking at least two waters, two liters of water per day to stay hydrated? Have you got enough protein and probiotic-rich foods in your diet? And are you staying active and getting adequate amounts of sleep? And finally, have you got stress management practices in place to strengthen your immune system? In the midst of COVID-19, everyone is looking for quick hacks to boost their immunity. And this is kind of ridiculous. There's no such thing. It's about as useless as consuming oranges after catching the common cold. Health and immunity is built up over time with patience and practice. And that's why I'll continue sharing loads of content about nutrition and health on the Balanced Ballerinas podcast, on social media, and in the blog. Forever, (laughs) not just now at this time. My final point, number five, you wanted time and here it is. If we have a little corona curfew, here's some food for thought. Whilst we have some time up our sleeve, how about you do all those things that you always say you don't have time for? If you're a small business owner, use this time to forecast potential losses and examine the various aspects of your business. If you have a little extra time up your sleeve, start that project you've been wanting to begin. Or you may have been hustling so hard and kicking goals that you could use this time to take a step back and breathe. If you're a younger student and you're stuck at home because school's been cancelled wherever you are in the world and you can't attend your regular dance classes, now's the time to do those body conditioning exercises that you felt like you didn't have time for. Roll a mat out. Put some content on a screen and just go. Now, on the flip side, if you're an employee working from home and being forced to take sick or holiday leave, well, this might be an opportunity to reflect and reevaluate what's important in life. Perhaps living a more minimalistic lifestyle, only keeping what's important to you, is a good idea. Do you really need to go out for drinks three nights a week? Do you really need that new dress every month? Perhaps, you know, read that book that's been sitting on your bedside table for months. Everyone's always saying that they don't have time to do things. Well, this might be the time that you're looking for, guys. Here's my little suggestions. You could practice some at-home yoga. I've recently discovered Yoga with Adrian on YouTube. Um, Just type in yoga with Adrian. Her videos are free and amazing to do at home. All you need is a mat. You could also do some Balanced Ballerina's body conditioning homework exercises. If you type in the Balanced Ballerina to YouTube, um, you should be able to find my channel. And there's loads of, well, no, not loads. I, I wish there were loads. There's probably about eight body conditioning videos that you can do at home. um, And you need very little equipment or none at all. I even have on there a meditative bar that you can follow. Just pull up a chair at home and follow along. It's to some beautiful relaxing music and it's perfect for a time like this. Speaking of meditative music, um, why don't you experiment with meditation? So many people say they don't have time to do it. Well, if you're not traveling to work, you probably have a free, free, you know, 20 minutes. 
give it a go. See if it helps clear mind. I'm actually, I, I, I'll admit, I like the idea of meditating every day and I don't. I've tried this thing this year, which I have been sticking to and I have been doing called Meditation Mondays, where I just sit quietly for about 20 minutes and I try and envision nothing, <laughs> which is really hard for me because my brain is always going at a million miles, miles an hour. But I'm going to try if, you know, we're in a little curfew that uh, to maybe do it every day and see how, you know, it, it changes parts of my brain, parts of my calmness. It might help with my eczema. Who knows? I hope so. That would be nice. What else can we do? We can listen to podcasts. I've had some amazing guests recently. So if you haven't already listened, you can scroll through, catch up. There's been, we've had Lucinda Dunn. Like I said, we've had Marie Walton Mom. We've had Amber Scott, who's principal with the Australian Ballet. We've had Joseph Brown, who's star of Dance Academy um, and various other Australian TV dramas. Oh, there's just been some great guests. So have a scroll through and catch up and uh, send me a message. You know, let me know whether you enjoyed the episodes, who you'd like to see on. I um I always love a good recommendation of who you'd like to see on the podcast. Another thing you can do, you can plan your meals and enjoy cooking and staying in for a change. You could go through your wardrobe and sell or donate things you don't wear anymore. I do that all the time. Probably going to end up stripping my wardrobe out if we're in quarantine. <laughs> um, now, also, you can journal. Like I said, journal, write, breathe, do all those self-care things that, you know, you've been complaining about not having the time for. And finally, call your family or your best friend you haven't spoken to in a while. I gave my sister a call the other day. She lives in the UK and we spoke for about 40 minutes and I can't remember the last time we did that. But I felt really good afterwards. Like I said, I almost didn't do this podcast because I didn't want to panic anyone any further. And I know you're receiving so much COVID-19 content being thrown at you. But just remember, this too shall pass. And I simply wanted to highlight the silver linings because there is always a silver lining. As always, let's keep calm and carry on through grit and grace and of course balance and stay connected to your communities and keep moving forward with kindness sending my love to all especially small businesses freelancers and arts organizations around the world and really just everybody and for god's sake wash your damn hands everybody (laughs) we have to have a laugh don't we Feel free, as always, to message me. I love hearing from listeners of the podcast and enjoy this quiet time. As our recent podcast guest, Ali Maz says, slow, tender, surrender.